0: I need to talk about my feelings um, because I don't really know what else to do with them, those pesky things. I guess I could start by shifting my mindset towards compassion and not calling them pesky. Um, Feelings contain information. They are part of the human experience. Uh, if I want to feel joy and happiness and contentment, sometimes I'm gonna feel the uncomfortable ones. Okay, feelings, you are most welcome here. Um, and isn't it funny? Just like that, now I don't even remember what feelings I was having. But I guess for the sake of conversation, I'll try to remember what they were. Um, I would, I guess I would identify it as a little melancholy, mixed with a dash of longing. Um, it kind of hit me that, uh, with my ex, he wanted to get back together. He apologized. And then he said, balls in your court. I then didn't communicate anything I was thinking or feeling towards him to him for two months. And then he was like back together with the guy he cheated on me with, um, And it's this feeling of regret that I didn't communicate anything at all with him. That like, hey, I don't want to get back together with you. But it's a maybe in the future. And I feel like I let that door close. And it's really hard to sit with that. Um, But also I know I have to honor how things worked out. Like, I was, honestly, I was frozen. Like, I couldn't. I was Elsa, I and I I need to let it go. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I really couldn't muster up the courage to tell him anything. Let, I didn't even know what to tell him. I didn't know what my feelings were, and so now it's tough because it's... Ooh, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. I'm so sorry to for that overshare. I didn't know what I would have told him, And now several months later, I'm kind of figuring it out. And so um, I'm thinking that's a sucky feeling to feel like, oh man, like way after the fact. Um, But I guess that reminds me doubt means don't. That's something I learned from the Oprah Winfrey show uh, years ago. Doubt means don't. And I really had some, I didn't want to be back with him, but at the same time I did. Okay, now I have to hold the dialectic, which I learned from therapy, which means more than one thing can be true. And so I was just making room today for some feelings. And those were some of the sad ones. Um, And then I am feeling a lot, like the last time I talked to you, I was feeling like I don't care. And I'm feeling more of that today, aside from the sad feelings. Like, so the guy that I'm seeing who got drunk and blocked me from leaving the party the other night, we didn't text today. And I've been realizing we text every day, and we didn't today. Oh, that's not true. Okay, there I go, telling stories. Um, We did send some DMs. Actually, let me go into, did we talk today? Nope, we talked yesterday, so we didn't talk today. How do I feel about that? I feel a sense of relief that I don't need to have this as a person who I constantly have to interact with. And at the same time, I'm sad that I don't have a happy, thriving relationship with this person. I feel a little loneliness tonight, um, but also, again, mixed with, um, joy for my independence because I just played Candy Crush for about 40 minutes, um, and wow, that's all I want to do. I want to, um, nap, play Candy Crush, talk to you, um, go for my morning walk and doodle a little bit. Um, So that's really my agenda. I don't have much else to tell you. Um, Remember when I was obsessed with getting my screen time down? Um, Those days are gone because today my screen time total was, is, Eight hours and 58 minutes, and we can round that up to nine hours today on my phone. Oh my goodness, I spent three hours, 20 minutes on TikTok. That's how I'm coping with pandemic stress. Um, And an hour and 46 minutes on Candy Crush. And about an hour and a half on Instagram today. Um, And then various other apps. Okay, so the i'm a big fan of noticing so i'm noticing t doodler that you've been on your phone for nine hours today i noticed that you are feeling a little sad today oh look at that you're noticing and it's it feels like a concrete block at first these feelings and then talking about feelings gives me like a jackhammer and it helps me break up the concrete and then it's smaller bits to move around. It's easier to carry a little chunk of concrete instead of the whole sidewalk. So, um, thank you for listening to that. I'm trying to think of other things. Um, I'm missing Nikki Glaser, the comedian that I talk about. Um, she had her daily podcast that was really about, um, everything from, like, being a comedian and sobriety and then um, living at home with her parents during the pandemic. And I'm missing her because she was like a daily dose of just hearing someone who I related to. And that's, she was a big reason that I started this. Um, so I'm trying to think that like, I really liked it when she talked about her personal life and recovery and just hearing from her, hearing from someone else who was similar to me. So that's what's keeping me going with this recording. So. Um, updates on recovery, I really hit a new level with recovery in terms of, um, wanting to be sober and like truly enjoying it. And that was after the reflection that the people I know who um, use drugs, they, I'm jealous of their high, but then I realizing that they have to constantly use in order to get that high. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, maybe I'll never be that in that mindset. And I I can allow myself to be envious of that. But I'm also not someone who constantly needs to go to the cannabis shop. I don't need to constantly be like, where is the edible? Where's the weed? Where's the bowl? Where's the lighter? Um, and something about that's very freeing to me. So I feel like I hit a next level with it. Um, And then I kind of came back down. Like I dipped a little bit, where the philosophy is still there. I'm still happy that I'm sober, but the envy is still there. Um, So it's tough. It's a reminder that I have to think about this stuff every day and talk about it and draw about it and write about it. And that's something that I posted a long time ago. I think it was my one-year alcohol-free post um, where actually I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to find it and I'm going to look at it and reflect for just a moment with you. All right, be right back. again uh so it wasn't my one year alcohol free post it was 11 months alcohol free and so I posted this June 19th 2019 and I wrote I'm 11 months alcohol free and school is out Uh, I learned a lot this school year like how much work happens behind the scenes to stay drink free excuse me I worry that I've made this not drinking thing look easier than it is by not sharing what goes into it. I can give myself more credit and also be honest with you so you don't feel confused or discouraged. It has been a lot of work. I wake up at 5 a.m. to doodle before work. I draft, write, brainstorm, and then post. I have a friend at work that's in recovery and we talk about it all the time. I listen to recovery happy hour and I meditate by gardening. I spend at least one hour every day of focused energy on this work. That does not include exercising, journaling, alone time, saying no to going out or parties, setting goals, working hard at my job, and figuring all this stuff out. The key to my success has been to enjoy all of this work. As a gray area drinker, I didn't think a specific program was right for me, so I made up my own. It's doodling. Okay, that feels a little cheesy that I said I made up my own program of doodling, but I do like the idea that you gotta pick and choose what you wanna do, and you gotta do it. And so I had a feeling I needed to remind myself of that, that like, I do work really hard to stay sober. It takes a lot, and I wanted to share that so that like you know that like, it's gonna be daily effort. Um, Not every day is gonna be fantastic, as we all know. Um community helps. So you being here to listen to me really helps. I appreciate it. Um, I'm having a mug of sleepy time tea and that means this episode will be ready on Friday morning and I can enjoy my Friday without thinking, ah, I'm late. I didn't talk to my friends. Um, I had a good long FaceTime with my mom and it reminded me like I should call my family more often. Um, we talked about Christmas. We're not going to have a big family gathering. And my mom did say, like, do you want to come home? And I would just, like, be with immediate family. Um, so that's an option. Um, it might be better than being alone. Uh, yeah, it might be better than being alone. Um, I'm going to have to start planning. Literally. Okay, I'm, uh, this is how i am it'll just suddenly be the holiday and i'm like oh how come everyone has plans and a former roommate of mine she will be like okay right now it's november 12th she would on november 12th she'd be like okay, what are what are you doing for Thanksgiving? On the 17th, I'm going to drive to run these errands. And then on the 18th, I'm going to do this. And then on 19th, I'm going to leave that morning. I'm going to go to work, but I'm not coming back home because everything's going to be packed. Um, and then she'd have a packing list of like what she needed to pack. Um, for me, I'm like, okay, it's Thanksgiving morning. What am I doing? <laughs> and honestly, days like that are really depressing. Um, and not just like major holidays. I mean, that's much more what happens to me on four-day weekends, or I'm sorry, three-day weekends. I'm always like, Memorial Day weekend, who cares? And then on Memorial Day, when everyone's out at the beach, and I'm like, I wasn't, I didn't know that that's what we were doing. (laughs) So I'm making a mental note to myself to plan ahead so that I know what I'm doing each day of my brief Thanksgiving break, and then I want to look at the calendar for December too so that I'm not depressed in December um, because I'm not going to let seasonal depression and the holiday season during a pandemic get the best of me, um, but at the same time, I can acknowledge how hard this all is. Um, all right. Oh, the okay, okay, so I've been going on my morning walk life-changing i'm gonna make it my goal to go every day before work no matter what the weather um because there is no such thing as bad weather only um inappropriate clothing Uh, and i normally do like to wear my tube top when i go out for my morning walks so i've been covering up and it's been much um more suitable to the weather so the That's what I do before work and it's been helping my seasonal depression. The other thing I'm doing on the flip side is after work, even though it's like immediately dark, I go run an errand. A very simple errand, it can be small. Today I went grocery shopping and I got a green smoothie. Um, Tomorrow I should probably, I might do something social to be honest but I also need to go to the hardware store to fix my sink. Still need a part for that. And so what I'm realizing is like, just because it's dark out doesn't mean the day is over. And I've been calling it quits at like 4.30. <laughs> and I want to like live a little bit more in my life. So that's my advice to like, even though it's dark, go do something, go do something for your, uh, mental health, your sanity, but also just like maintenance and upkeep, upkeep, upkeep. I said that with a weird accent. Um, So I wish you well and you'll hear from me on Monday. Um, I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you stay safe, stay sober. Um, I just saw another post of mine that was... In my opinion, really cute. It was like layered squares of construction paper. Um, and this was from April 21st. And it says, in the middle of the construction paper, it says that one drink will make you feel like shit. And that is so true. I mean, we may have cravings for one, but like one would really feel crappy because you'd go through the shame and guilt cycle. Um, so I'd rather doodle and have tea instead. All right. So hang in there. Um, I love you so much. Thanks for listening and I hope you have a great weekend. Okay. Goodbye.